on today's episode of the Figaro Files. Clay is here to stay. What a wonderful day. <laughs> we get into some Lakers talk. Finally beat some good teams according to Twitter. Uh, so we'll get into that and uh, do a little preview of what we got going on this weekend. All right, guys. Happy Friday. Let's get into it. Episode 6 of the Figueroa Files. Today is December 6th, Friday. Um, you know, normally people are really happy on Fridays. It's the weekend. It's another two days of sitting on your butt and eating food and watching football, which a lot of people, including myself, enjoy to do very much. Um, but you know what? This Friday, me personally, and um, I think there's a good portion of USC football fans out there too, that might not be that happy. Um, I wanted to wait a couple days to talk about this because I just really felt so indifferent after the decision was made, obviously, to retain Clay Helton as the head football coach of the USC Trojans as athletic director Mike Bond announced. <clears throat> I just want to start with this. I want to read you a couple stats about Clay Helton's tenure at USC, and you guys let me know if you want that to be your head coach. <clears throat> 12 double-digit losses in 61 games. And since that's just like a benchmark, we'll compare that to Pete Carroll. He only suffered three double-digit losses in 116 games. Clay Helton, without the Lord and Savior Sammy D., 14 and 13 record. 0 and 5 versus Power 5 conferences without Sam. 2 and 9 versus top 30 final teams without Sam. 3 and 7 versus Power 5 conferences overall. 13 and 14 versus Power 5 teams with winning records. 11 and 11 versus Pac 12 teams with winning records. 8 and 11 versus top 30 final overall teams. <clears throat> yeah. And another stat that I think is the most egregious of all is we have zero, zero recruits of the top 20 in California. So, yeah, I'll let that marinate with you guys for a second. But holy crap, what the hell is going on? You know, I've had a couple days to think about it, and I still don't get it. I, I understand, I guess, where the university was coming from, and Mike Bone and Carol Fold. I guess they just don't give a fuck about USC football anymore, which is fine. 
which is fine because especially given Carol Fultz background cleaning up North Carolina and all that stuff I know they're trying to quote unquote provide stability to a program and um, build back up the reputation that was so tarnished um, but personally I think the quickest way to do that is winning um, I think once you start winning people kind of forget about what happened um yeah i don't know like i'm I'm honestly kind of speechless to it um it sucks and it's like you just have to accept it there's nothing we're gonna do about it we're stuck um you know you don't think a private school like usc money would become an issue but I, maybe they just didn't want to pay clay helton his buyout um with two years left or whatever i think he's signed on contract till 2022 if i'm remembering right um but yeah, that's it. I mean, I think we have like the 75th overall recruiting class. Um, it's not good right now. It's not good. Biggest thing I'm hearing that I'm ecstatic about in regards to USC football is there's reports. Ha- nothing hasn't been confirmed. Anything hasn't been confirmed. And I'm not trying to break news anymore because if you follow the Instagram, like two minutes after um, – that Adam Maya announced that Clay Elton was fired. I posted it right up on the Instagram. So I think I'm going to take a little sabbatical from breaking news now until I get some credible sources. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, we have, like, the 75th-ranked overall recruiting class. That's that's no bueno for USC. USC, the brand, should just automatically have a top 30 recruiting class by itself. The fact that we don't have any of the top Southern California players is pretty outrageous. But um, but like I said, the only bright spot is that we're keeping Graham Harrell. Um, hasn't been confirmed, but we're keeping him. So that that's good because he took our offense into being a top 10 offense in one year. Um, you have Keaton's coming back. You have Amon Ra. You have Brew McCoy who's going to be healthy. So that's some bright spots. But – Going back to Helton really quick, really quick. Excuse me. Um, there's just a couple. This is this is another thing. Here's a couple other stats. Clay Helton's situational mastery as USC's head coach. <clears throat> National rank and turnover margin. This year, 112. National rank in penalty yards per game, 124. That's the thing. Is just. USC, even dating back to Pete, USC football has always been a little undisciplined, but they've always been talented enough and to an extent well-coached enough to still win games. But that's just not realistic at USC anymore. We're constantly getting penalties on plays that we can't afford them. Our special teams is up in arms, doesn't know what to do. Our special teams hasn't been right since Trojan alumni Jake Russell blocked a punt against UCLA in 2018. That got returned for a touchdown, by the way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I can't really. I'd love to rant, but the last thing I want to be right now is pessimistic and negative. Um, I think as a Trojan fan base, it sucks. It really does suck. But you know, you're gonna go through your valleys to get to the top of the mountain. And um, unfortunately, we're in a very, very deep valley as a program. But it'll it'll get better eventually. 
who knows? Maybe they weren't going to be able to bring in the person they wanted as coach this year, so they're waiting for next year. Um, so many variables we as the public and fans don't know. Um, but what I want to close with is the school's motto is fight on. And that's what we're going to do as a fan base. No matter who our coach is, no matter who's playing, we're going to fight on. Because that's what Trojans fans do. Trojan fans fight on. And we may suck. And we may be awful. And depending on your personal ideology, you might not have the coach you want. But fuck that. Fight on. All right. Now, uh, getting off that rough subject and moving into a way brighter one. Um, the L.A. Lakers coming off back-to-back wins against the Denver Nuggets and Utah Jazz. And I don't know how many of you guys are on Twitter, but NBA Twitter, if you need a laugh, man, just log on and go look on there because there's just some idiots that tweet out stupid stuff that will just give you a laugh, man. And a big thing going around NBA Twitter recently is that the Lakers strength of schedule was awful and now they're finally playing good teams and everyone was just ripping the Lakers the past week. Well, you know how to shut <laughs> shut those people up is the Lakers go ahead and beat the Denver Nuggets and Utah Jazz on the road in back-to-back. So, um, yeah, silence the critics a little bit and uh, kind of getting an emoji. I really enjoyed the last two games. I actually didn't watch with my own eyes. The past two games, I've actually been listening on the radio. John Ireland and Michael Thompson, 710 ESPN. Um, highly recommend if you want a break. They're they're very good uh, announcers, and even if you're not watching, they paint a great picture in your mind with their commentating. So sometimes I like to take a little break and listen. Um, but, yeah, great, great games from <clears throat> the Lakers, both very good defensively. Um, both holding the Nuggets and Jazz to under 100 points. Can't ask for more. We kind of just blew out the Jazz final score, 121 to 96. And against the Nuggets, it was 105 to 96. But both hand, b- big, big wins on the road. Handled both of them pretty easily. Um, and that's awesome. I mean, I think that's what that Mavs game was when we got blown out. Was It was a wake-up call to get ready to play these good teams. And I think that's exactly what the Lakers are doing. Um, You know, you can go on and on about LeBron and AD and how great they are, but we know that. Um, One thing really quick is I just don't know how, if you're someone with a vote for defensive player of the year, you're not just giving it to Anthony Davis already. Guy is amazing. So refreshing to see a a top five talent. play both ends so hard. And I know we've had people like that in the past with Kawhi and and Paul George when he was really doing it and um but I don't know, there's something about Anthony Davis. He just brings so much to the table and does so much for the team just by his presence and his effort of play. Um I mean, what 7-footer I guess, I mean 6-10 I guess with the new NBA height um <laughs> rankings, but what seven-footer can do what he's doing right now. He can score anywhere on the floor, dribble better than probably 90% of the centers in the league. He's an amazing passer. Block shots, bodies bigs down low, rebounds, 
there was that one play. I don't know if you guys saw it. He, someone was taking a three pointer. They pump faked. He jumped, flew by them, landed on the ground, jumped back towards the player, and was able to tip the shot. Like that is just insane athleticism we haven't seen out of a big man in the Lakers for a long time. Um, so super stoked with how AD's playing. I mean, LeBron going to be LeBron. It's his revenge tour. He's not going to be taking games off. He's going to be playing well every night. Um, he's leading by example, which is really nice. But the biggest thing from these past two games is the bench finally uh, contributed big time. Um, you know, big game from Dwight Howard against the Nuggets. I think like 13-9 and nine maybe was the um, was his stat line. I'll check right now. Yeah, thir- or 13 and 6, sorry. Um, but that's great production from Dwight off the bench. Um, and one thing I kind of want to talk about a lot right now is I'm not the biggest Rondo fan, but holy crap, if Rondo can play the way Rondo <laughs> played the last two games the rest of the season, I am fully bought in <laughs> for Rondo. And sneakily, super low key, might be like the lowest key thing on the Lakers right now is Rondo shooting like 48% from three <laughs> which is which is pretty rad he was two for two against the Nuggets and um and then he was two or three against the Jazz can't ask for more 14 and 9 14 9 and 12 almost a triple double for Rondo against the Jazz super happy with how he's playing um and I know we touched upon it in previous episodes, KCP absolutely balling since everyone started shitting on him and Lethal Shooter to start the season. So good to see KCP play well because that's such a vital position for the Lakers as a 3 and D wing. Um, and when his shot's falling, he's good. I think with KCP, when his offense is better, he plays better defensively. Um, just the way he gets right in his head and everything. So super stoked with how the bench was playing. Um Big game against the Trailblazers tonight. Uh, I know some people might say, oh, the Trailblazers, blah, 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 blah. They've been playing shitty this season. But, you know, it seems like the addition of Carmelo to the Trailblazers have really revitalized them and kind of jump-started them to start playing well. So um, big game. And also I think the Lakers haven't won in Portland or won in Portland once since 2015. So – we historically just don't play well in that building up there. It's a loud environment. They have great fans. Um, so I think tonight's going to be closer than people think. Um, but I do ultimately think the Lakers win. Um, but, yeah, a lot to be happy with in Los Angeles with our Lakers. Um, can't really complain right now. 19-3, and three, just absolutely throttling most teams that get in our way. Um, yeah, stoked, guys. Really stoked. Really, really excited to see how the rest of December turns out and getting ready for Christmas Day game. Um, yeah, looking – I'm going to hopefully one of these home games get up there and go interview some fans and make a video for everyone to see. So looking forward to that. I'll let you guys know what game that is. So maybe you can come out and get on the video. Um, but, yeah, f- I think f- for that, that's that. Um, we'll probably – have an episode that comes I don't I don't really like putting episodes out on the weekends just cuz I know you guys are probably all drinking and watching sports and that's fine that's what you should be doing you shouldn't be listening to m- me talk about sports on your Saturday and Sundays off <laughs> um but um yeah we'll probably just have one come out on Monday I guess for the Lakers or I'll put out like a little like 10 15 minute one um 
after their next couple games. But, um, yeah, that's that for the Lakers. And then let's get into our weekend preview. All right, now time for a little weekend preview. L.A. Sports starting off with the biggest game of the year, um, Rams versus Seahawks. It's the Rams season, simple as that. Um, they need to win. It's a home game, Sunday night football in L.A. Like I said, Rams coming off a big win against the Cardinals, got some mojo going. Um, Seahawks, big win against the Vikings, which weirdly enough helped us in terms of the playoffs. Um, so it's big. We're coming in at 7-5. and five. They're coming in at 10-2. and two. Um, One really positive thing uh, for the Rams is uh, they're playing each division opponent one more time the rest of the season, so they do have ground to make up that way. Um, I think it's going to be a battle. I think it's going to be extremely close. Uh, the Seahawks are kind of coming off a short week with playing on Monday, um, so look, look to that to play into um, the final picture there. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. I think with the Seahawks, the first thing the Rams need to work on is stopping the run. And as hard as it is, containing Russell Wilson. But that's why you have the best defensive player in the world, Aaron Donald, on your team. And um, I think the Rams are actually going to win. I don't know. I just, after watching that last game, I'm fully bought in. The Rams are back. I think they're going to run the table and do it. I don't know. I, I love Sean McVay. He's an amazing coach, and if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be them. They've been there before. Um, just be a great way to close out the close out the season and get into the playoffs after just having kind of a very subpar year. Um, but don't let this team get in the playoffs. I mean, they've been there before. They're experienced. They're easily one of those teams circa – the New York Giants, they could get in as the last, the wild card last seed and run the table and go to the Super Bowl. Um, not to get anyone's hopes up, that's just what I'm thinking. Uh, but yeah, big game, Sunday night, Sunday night football, Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, Coliseum's going to be fucking rocking. Uh, you can't ask for more than that. Um, yeah, so that's for the Rams. But moving in for the weekend, we got some lava locks for you guys to check out. Um, I mean, I really, really, really love, no bias for Sam, but really love Jets minus five and a half at the Dolphins. Jets coming off a terrible loss to the winless Bengals last week. Um, up until then, they were playing really good football. Uh, I think they definitely win by a touchdown there. Um, checking out some college football. Um, oh, actually – to add to that, I'm giving out three picks. My second pick is going to be the Lakers minus four and a half at Portland tonight. Um, kind of risky, but I do think this is where the tide turns for the Lakers and Portland. And then my last pick will be... And my last pick is tonight, or this afternoon, so I hope you listen, Michigan minus six and a half college basketball against Iowa. Um, Michigan coming off a tough loss to Louisville. Big bounce back. They win by double digits. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Um, working on getting some interviews in here quick because I know how stale it is to listen to me talk for 20 minutes, but um, 
yeah, that'll be coming soon. And then next week we'll be doing some like super cheesy segments, like top moments of the decade and all that kind of stuff for all our teams we're talking about. All right, guys, appreciate it. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, enjoy your weekend. Oh